Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The world has changed, and Microsoft Teams is there to help us stay connected. Teams is the safe and secure way to chat, meet, call, and collaborate. To learn more, visit Microsoft.com slash Teams. Bruce Buffer. And now, it's time for the voice of mixed martial arts. We are it's Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer. From the shores of Malibu, where the waves are pumping. To the Great Wall of China and back to the streets of Greenville, South Carolina, where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about, but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. News, current events, politics, film, TV, UFC, sex, drugs, rock and roll. It's no holes barred radio, folks. And we're going to start off the show with our guest, Gary Randall, the CEO of SocialUnderground.com. We've got a sub. The world has changed, and Microsoft Teams is there to help us stay connected. Teams is the safe and secure way to chat, meet, call, and collaborate. To learn more, visit Microsoft.com slash Teams. ...object that he wants to talk about, and TJ and I need to talk about it with him. So let's bring on Gary Randall. It's time for me to record for all the podcast listeners around the world a personalized championship audio or video introduction. Special offers now are available at BruceBuffer.com, plus more personalized audios and videos for all special occasions, such as weddings, birthdays, baby births, podcast intros, special business and corporate events, and much more, as your wish is my command. Check it out. Go to BruceBuffer.com and send in your requests now. Hi, TJ. We have on the show a very special guest, a man who's always on the show from time to time, the CEO and owner of SocialUnderground.com, one of our favorite sources for news on the internet. Let's bring on my good friend, Gary Randall. Hi, Gary. How are you? Hey, Bruce and TJ. Pleasure to be here. Gary, Gary. are you are you here to challenge Bruce Buffer to a fight in the octagon? Because apparently that's the hip thing to do in, in, in Hollywood and entertainment. Yeah, no. I've seen Bruce in action. I wouldn't be dumb enough to do that. Uh, How about Justin Bieber? <sighs> I would take on Justin Bieber, but I actually think Justin Bieber might know how to fight. So uh, I don't think that would be a walk in the park. I'm going to on the other hand. I don't think I would take that fight. OK, I'm going to comment on one thing. Justin Bieber might have trained with Floyd Mayweather a number of times. Justin Bieber might have done other training. But has Justin Bieber ever had a street fight? Has Justin Bieber ever really been in a fight where somebody's going to knock his teeth out? That's a big question. So does he really know how to fight? Or has he trained saying he's ready to fight? There's a difference, in my opinion. As far as training goes, I mean, the only thing I really have to go off of is 
when he did the soundtrack to the Karate Kid movie uh, that had Jaden <laughs> Smith. Uh, he's in the video doing jumping spin kicks and uh, some 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 pretty cool uh, martial arts moves. And I know he did train and uh, for uh, for quite a while, for I think about two years uh, with Floyd at Mayweather Boxing Club. So uh, he's got some training. And I do believe if you do train at Mayweather Boxing Club, you have to spar. Interesting. So, I like that rule. I like that rule. Yeah, you know, you have it, to spar. It, you know, you can't just come in here and, you know, waste our time with hitting pads. Like you got to actually contribute to the team dynamic. That That's that's good. I like that. Well, the reason so, we're I'll talking, say, I bet he's sparred. I bet he's been in there with someone who's also trained and is in there to kick his ass and try and look good or try and, you know, say, hey, I beat the crap out of Justin Bieber. So, yeah, I think I think he's stared down the face of the barrel. Okay. All right. Well, let's say that's the case. So now we got this news story that came out the other day that Justin Bieber wants to fight Tom Cruise. For some reason, it's not been clarified why Tom Cruise um, definitely, you know, we know he's in shape. We know he can, you know, jump across buildings and stunt work and everything else. He does fight scenes in movies. Has he ever fought for real? That's another question. But why is he challenging I, Tom I, Cruise at 56 years old? I know exactly why. I know exactly why. why. Because why? It's, why? it's not going to happen. And people are going to be talking about Justin Bieber. Like, this so is free publicity. Social media relevance again, right? Social yeah. media relevance, yeah. You've got to okay. have an album dropping at least sometime within the next couple of months. Yeah, I think you're right, Gary. It's, that's, what it, that's what it comes down to. Well, okay, he wants to well, challenge What would Tom happen if Tom Cruise said, okay, let's do it? Well, we're missing one key point here. He wants to challenge Tom Cruise to an MMA fight. He wants Dana White to put it on. Even Conor McGregor has you know, chimed in on his Twitter uh, making a post about the fact that his production company, whatever, will you know handle it if he wants to do it. So everybody's trying to be relevant or grab hold of a little social media relevance right now. I find this whole thing kind of funny. I'm kind of even amazed we're even discussing it. But, you know, it's worth discussing because people are interested. Now, the question is, who do you take, Gary? Justin Bieber or Tom Cruise? Not really God. knowing how which one can handle. Who do you take? Well, uh, I would pick Tom Cruise, even though he's 56 uh, uh, and, and certainly past his prime. That You know, I, I live in L.A. Uh, I, know, I know people in Scientology. And from from what I know about Tom Cruise is he's a beast. He's an absolute maniac. He's crazy. Uh, if he wasn't a megastar actor, he certainly would have ended up becoming a stuntman. And if you've ever met what stuntmen like the the, the metal that they're made of, uh, th that's I I don't know if we've ever seen a stuntman uh, type in the octagon. But I'd have to go with Tom. Can you, can you well, please ask me for a five pick, Bruce? Because I I really feel passionate about this. I was just about to ask you. And by the way, to, to comment on what Gary just said, I grew up around a bunch of stuntmen and women in Malibu where a lot of them lived working in the film. They're all animals. They're, they're definitely uh, a certain type. They're a specific That's type. That's another breed of human. Another breed of human being. Yeah. TJ, well, Justin Bieber or Tom Cruise? Uh, well, Tom Cruise is an animal. So in this uh, analogy, he'll be the Easter Bunny taking on uh, a manufactured star in Justin Bieber. Uh, so we'll we'll call Bieber Santa Claus. So it's Santa Claus versus the Easter Bunny, and that's how I feel about this. There's no point in making a fight because it's never going to happen, okay? Agreed, 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 but agreed. did we agreed. all say that exact same thing when Connor challenged Floyd? At least those guys are actually fighters. Right. Difference. That's a big difference. But, yes, I definitely said, like, something along the lines of I would quit my job if those two ever boxed. So maybe I'm on borrowed time as it is, but come on. Hey, this is Kevin Hart just boxed Antonio Espandiari. 
Ugh. That just happened. Yeah. And lost by decision to a poker player who never once took a punch in the face before he started sparring and training. But at least he, he's a competitor, right? Green felt battlefield. You know, bo- Green felt battle. But you know, the bottom line is, no matter what they did in the past, they both stepped into the squared circle and went at it for three two-minute rounds. All right. It, I, I will say this right now. If Justin Bieber fights Tom Cruise in the UFC, I will quit my anyone. job. I will quit my job. If he fights anyone in the no, UFC. No, 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 no. No, yeah, maybe. I mean, I hate to say it. We saw CM Punk fight in the Octagon twice, so maybe Justin Bieber has an opportunity to fight in the UFC one day. But if if he fights Tom Cruise in the UFC, I'll quit. All right, we'll take note of that. I'm writing it down right now. And Buff, Buff, I'm going to need a new job, so uh, personal assistant. You can hire Uh, me. Well, I've talked to Kristen about that. You know, she is. Oh, I'll, she be is her, I'll be her personal assistant. Exactly. She is vice president. We'll see if Kristen needs an assistant. I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't worry. It's not going to happen. Not even an issue. Gary, I know you're got you're you're very busy in your business. You wanted to come on because you wanted to talk about this story. I know you want to talk about more, but I think you got to run to your meeting. Is that true? I do. I have to hop off. But one thing uh, I will say is. If Conor McGregor can somehow get Mark Wahlberg even into a sparring match, I would pay for that. All right, let's take that. Now, that came out, okay? Now, we all know, well, you but and Connor's I know. But Conor's been pushing it. He's been calling him an actress. Well, that's because Mark Wahlberg came out with the fact that if you want shares of the UFC, you've got to buy them like everybody else. And that's, I think, what generated that remark uh, from Conor. That's a little ridiculous. I think Conor McGregor deserves shares for the UFC. Uh, I absolutely I absolutely disagree. You okay. know why? Why? I absolutely totally disagree. Why? Because he's got to fight for him, but I, well, I wouldn't on. have a problem with money. Yeah. It's a, it comes down to simple mathematics. How much money has Conor McGregor made in the UFC approximately? I have yes. no idea and and you don't know either because I don't know either. Okay, but now let's talk about something. The recent sale of the UFC at 4.2 billion dollars means that each share at that point 2 or more years ago is worth 42 million. One share. Okay. 42 million. So, so when somebody wants shares, plural, you know, multiplied more than one, that can result in three, four, five, ten shares, a hundred shares. They're 42 million plus now. They're worth much more than 42 million a share now. Sure. Why would you hand the man made tens of millions of dollars in the UFC? The man brought hundreds of millions I, of dollars in revenue to the UFC. Yeah. Yes, that's true. That I disagree. I, I, he does I, not deserve ownership. He can have an option, given a price to buy shares. Sure. You know, there's ways to go about well, it, but not given shares at 42 plus million a share. Shares. Don't give him shares. I'm not saying give him shares. He wants shares Just from what let, I understand sure, given to him. Let, let me finish my thought here, Bruce. Allow right. him the opportunity to fight and in compensation, give him one or two shares. And the reason for that is is because, essentially, you don't have to pay him any money. You just give him some stock in the company. So, quote-unquote, you sort of save money there. Second, no Second, you allow him to have a vested interest in the UFC moving forward. I think Conor McGregor being tied to the UFC long after his career is done is a good thing for the company and a good thing for Conor McGregor. And I disagree. I would have agreed with you on I that three years ago, TJ. I disagree. But not, not with the way Conor not, acted yeah. most uh, – uh, uh, defeating um, uh, Eddie Alvarez. Everything after that's been just. I, I, I was a really big fan of Connor, but I don't think he's been conducting himself as a professional. I see both sides of this coin, and I see where a few years ago, yes, that could have been done. Absolutely, before the UFC was sold. 
since the UFC sold, I disagree. And I say, okay, now if you want to make a fight, Connor, here, you fight on pay-per-view. We're guaranteeing you one share worth probably God knows how much, 42, 50, 60 million. And if you win, we'll throw in another share and an option price. I mean, however they want to design it. I can see that, but to give him shares? No, I don't see any reason I, I why never, you need to give Conor McGregor I, shares. I never said to give him shares. Don't well, that's give what him asking. But that's what he's asking. Well, that's what he's asking. Well, okay, yeah. then then can I have shares? I, I mean, if we're just going to give shit away, then sure. But come on well, now. Well, that's, that's why Mark Wahlberg said, if you want shares, you got to buy them like we all have to. Right, I agree with that. But yeah. I, 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 in terms of compensation, paying Conor McGregor for doing something, I think giving him a share in, in terms of compensation is not a bad thing. But hold thing, on. But, Hold on, guys. Mark Wahlberg slighted Conor McGregor. He didn't just say it wasn't just like, oh, hey, dude, if you want shares, just buy them like anyone else. When they when they were originally selling the UFC, Conor said he wanted shares. Mark Wahlberg agreed, said, hey, come to me. I'll help you get a deal or something to that effect. And then they brought it up again. And this was after the whole uh, the dolly being thrown into the bus incident. And then Wahlberg answered differently and slighted Connor. And that's what ignited this exchange. Well, maybe it wasn't, Con you know, just that he wants shares and give them to me or whatever. It was because Mark Wahlberg changed his tone on Connor, uh, you know, when when revisited uh, talking about the shares. They said, would you now sell any of your shares to Connor McGregor? And he said, absolutely not. No way. Well, now now I guess Connor's going to have to fight another uh, major movie star who's a lot older named Sylvester Stallone, if I'm not mistaken. Recently, he even stated on the fact when asked about it that if Connor wants shares, he should, he's got to buy them. But th it's that's a, true. I mean, if I want a new car, I've got to buy it. you got to buy it. Right. Yeah. I'm not going to give it to you. Right. You and, and, and I think that's what comes down to the argument here. Does Connor deserve shares? Sure. In terms of compensation for doing something, yeah, I'm not opposed to that deal. Uh, but I'm sorry, you don't just be handed anything in life. I, here's the key question based on what you just said. Does Conor McGregor deserve to be given shares for what he has done for the UFC and himself up to today? No. Okay. Fine. I agree. I agree. But if he wants to make a proper business deal, go in, get creative, work something out. If you want your share or your shares, considering how much these things are worth, well, more power to you, Conor. Go for it. But it's got to be a proper business deal. Great. And yeah. if you want... I, that's that's all I'm saying. That's it. No disrespect to Connor. I'm just saying that's the way it should be. As a businessman, that's my opinion. No argument here, Buff. Hey, Gary, okay, thanks great. for coming guys. on. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, hey, guys. Gary, who wins? Who Gary? Who wins? Connor McGregor or Sylvester Stallone? I mean, that might be the next fight we get challenged. <laughs> the, uh, that'll be the two. If it's fairy. in a boxing ring, uh, I think I think I'll go with Sly. Even a, a, a 70, north 72. of seventy Sly. Yeah. But in, in MMA, uh, you're ridiculous. I, I, honestly, I don't think Connor would do so well if Sly wrapped himself around <sighs> him. Uh, Sylvester's got uh, some pretty sick street uh, street fight moves. He's 70 something, Gary. Come on. He can do it, man. Oh, Connor's no good on the ground. My rings no out. Good. It, it, my I think could be proved it. I, I, I think I can beat Connor on the ground because all I have to do is wrap my legs around his legs and he'll he'll sit there in the sitting position. This there is, we go. This is another ridiculous. challenge for Conor McGregor. Gary, get out oh, of here. We gotta, we, right, wait, wait, Sly, what's up? What's up? Hey, 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 my rig's outside. One more round. That's yeah. right. That, 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 that's yeah. what wins. <laughs> that that right. sounded more that sounded more like the Russian that Sly fought. 
Okay. Right. <laughs> see, you see. Lose. I must Here. break you. I must break you. I must break you. All right, all right, all right Gary. Bye, Gary. Gary, go off. Make more, make more millions, Gary. We'll talk to you later. Have a great day. Take care, guys. Bye. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, more, buddy. More millions. I, I deserve a share of those millions. I, you know what? What have you done to deserve those shares? Uh, who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. Hey, just give me, give me, give me. I deserve it. Give me, give me, give me. No, you know what? Work for it. Make it happen and do the proper deal. All I right. agree, Buff. That was a fun way to start the show. Now let's get into the show. Okay, we're coming off UFC 238, Chicago, Illinois. TJ, I know you're on the road. Oh, you got a buff. chance to see like one fight. I Nightmare. mean, you missed one of the greatest shows of the year. Yeah, I blame I blame the airline that I don't want to say in case they want to become a sponsor at some point. But yeah, uh, stuck on the tarmac for the longest time and for the weirdest situation. You ready for this, Bruce? You've traveled more than me. Uh, more than a, a lot of our listeners, and I think that I've got a new one that you've never even heard while on a plane and, and delayed. I Go was not it. allowed to get off the plane due to weather. Think about that. They said we can't move the jet bridge due to weather. By the way, it was sunny outside. I don't know what happened. I, maybe there was a tornado in the area. I don't think so. But we so, we sat on the plane and couldn't get off. Due to weather, I, I've had I've had issues, but uh, weather usually delays a flight. You get off the plane, you wait till you can go, or if it's a matter of an hour. How long were you on the tarmac? How long were you in the plane? Uh, probably a good forty five minutes there, and then unfortunately, due to some whatever backup, we were like thirtieth in line for takeoff on the next plane. So it was like a connecting flight, but forty five minutes on the plane can't get off, quote unquote, due to weather. We couldn't move the jet bridge. No, that's crazy. Sorry about that, TJ. Probably. Not a way to start a trip, but let's get back to the show. Um, this show from beginning to end was nonstop excitement. And just like when I'm announcing fights and progressing into what I you know, like to crescendo into the main event, it's like each fight just got better leading into the main event, all the way from the first fight of uh, the prelims, all the way through to Ricardo Lamas's uh, knockout by Calvin Cater, you know, taking out Ricardo in, in the first couple minutes. Uh, Alexa Grasso coming out on top. Aljamain Sterling displaying so many amazing skills as a mixed martial artist, almost a, putting on a clinic for anybody watching that wants to get into the fight game. It was an amazing performance. Tatiana Suarez maintaining her undefeated record against Nina Azaroff, who's a warrior herself, going into the main card, starting off with Tui, uh, Ty Tuivasa and Blagoy Ivanov. Um, very tough fight for Ty, losing his second fight in a row going to the Jimmy Rivera fight, falling into Donald Cerrone and Tony Ferguson, ending on the fact of after the second round when his nose was broke by a punch that was thrown after the bell that hit his nose. In turn, Donald did something that every fighter's trained to, but it can happen, and it does happen. He blew his nose, causing the sinus cavities to, to swell up to where he was literally trying to peel his eye apart oh my to be able to see. How, how, a, how Donald Cerrone is that? He's trying to peel his damn eye open to see, like, if you would just say to me, hey, guess a fighter that would have their eyes swollen shut and then they try to peel it to see so the fight can continue, who would that be? And I'd be like, uh, probably Donald Cerrone. Let me just say, man to man, Donald Cerrone is my opinion of 
everything a fighter should be, like Chuck Liddell. You know, Donald Cerrone has proven himself over and over and over again, fighting like 20 times in, in four years, culminating into this fight with this warrior, Tony Ferguson, who is now going to go on again to fight, even though he's lost his interim title. I'm sure the championship fight is in the future. I don't know if there'll be a rematch between them. I'd like to see Tony move on. Donald will be back with a vengeance like he always yeah. is. But, man, he is so great to watch. I, I love Donald Cerrone. Yeah, it sounds like there's some controversy here, so maybe we get uh, a rematch. But uh, bottom line is I, I believe Tony Ferguson has the longest uh, active winning streak inside the UFC right now. Uh, he once held an interim title that he never really deserved to lose. Uh, obviously, two champions in the UFC at 155 right now in Dustin Poirier and Habib Nurmagomedov. But uh, if Tony Ferguson's next fight isn't for a title, whether or not it's against Poirier or Nurmagomedov or even for all intents and purposes, a different X factor and a title's not on the line. That's a travesty. This man needs to fight for a title. Uh, clearly uh, one of the best things going at 155. Agreed fully leading into the flyweight title, the co um, championship main event title that was on the line here with Valentina Shevchenko fighting Jessica. I coming in as an eight to one underdog brutal knockout reminded me of Mirko Krokop in his heyday with that top of the head, you know, roundhouse kick that he throws. Uh, it was, it was, uh, it was brutal, and it got to the. It was so brutal that we were worried. I was worried walking in the octagon the way she went down. Um, we we were chatting finally, a little bit off the air, Buff. I, I was brought back to that Tank Abbott John Matua knockout. You remember that when Tank yeah, hit yeah, Matua yeah. and and his arms went stiff. Uh, the way that Jessica I fell and hit the back of her head on the on the octagon. Uh, it, it was it was a scary few moments. But Valentina Shevchenko, my goodness, this this woman seems unstoppable at one hundred and twenty five pounds. Unstoppable, and the knockout was also reminiscent of Edwin Barboza and Terry Edom when he hit him with the spinning heel kick, and Terry Edom did the same fall backwards. You know, these are brutal, and I, I don't want to see anybody get hurt. Yes, knockouts happen, but I don't want to see anybody get hurt. And from all I know, Jessica's doing fine. She's a warrior. She'll be back. Valentina, champion. We'll see what happens in her future. And being such a strong, brutal fighter, to end her fight going into her, I, assume, I guess I can call it a ballet um dance movement that she does what a correlation you know from warrior to dancer with grace um very interesting big fan of valentina's too no question now main event henry cejudo marlon marais henry is now the triple champ gold medal in the olympics two two belts in the ufc double belt uh winner fighting number one contender marlon marais showing muay thai kicks and and knees to the head, knees to the body, wearing him down even after losing that first round and coming back the way he did. Kudos and kudos to Henry Cejudo. We have to have him on the show soon to talk to him. He is definitely walks the walk, talks the talk, and proves everything he says. More power to him, TJ. Well, that's another thing, too. He's, he's definitely speaking in a way that he didn't before. He, he wore, yeah. like, the crown and whatnot. I, I don't know. It's, it's a new Henry Cejudo, but... Uh, you get to kind of do that. You have more leash when you're unstoppable. And right now, uh, this gentleman looks unstoppable. Well, it's been said you should never ask for a bonus after you win in your post-fight interview. Um, it's just I've heard that from different sources. You know, just right. you get I, it, you get I, it. I hear the powers that be do not like uh, pandering for it. Well, I will say when I got in the octagon and Dana and I were talking about an amazing night it was and Henry, you know, fresh off his win and me announcing him first thing he says when he walked up to Dana, uh, let, you know, the bonus, the bonus, you know, however, however he said it. I had no problem with Henry saying it at that point because I think he definitely deserved it for what he just proved against Marlon Marais that night. No question. So here's Henry Cejudo. 
We're going to hear more about him. Yeah, it's very exciting, TJ, the, the title holders in the UFC, the personalities. Um, it's just getting more and more exciting. I'm so excited. I can't wait for this summer slew of fights we have coming up. I mean, the shows we have coming up are amazing. I'm going to be on the road a lot. I'm going to be loving every minute of it. So really looking forward to my UFC. Congratulations to everybody that put their blood, sweat, and tears on the octagon floor Saturday night. Fantastic show. Congratulations to the matchmakers. Congratulations to the UFC. Congratulations to the UFC fans for enjoying and supporting us. It was a great night of action. Lots of excitement in Chicago. Great city. The Windy City. Great city to visit. Love going there. Can't wait to go back. All I can say is, great weekend. But now we're on to our Monday, and we've got other things to discuss. Is there anything else you want to talk about for the show? No, not exactly. Like I said, I, I still haven't seen it, unfortunately, due to some travel issues. But uh, it's on the uh, the docket today. I will uh, be buying the Encore edition on ESPN+. Plus. Very cool. And news. Let's go into some news here. I want to congratulate Chris Pratt, a big USC fan. Trains in wrestling, works out at uh, with a lot of uh, fighters at time to time at the gym that he goes to that I've been seeing on the internet. One of the nicest guys I've ever met that comes to the show, he got married. He married Katherine Schwarzenegger, and um, very happy for him. So congratulations, Chris Pratt. I wish you all the best as you walk down the aisle of love forever. Very, very cool. TJ, there's some stories that came out here in the news. A couple of them are a little disturbing. we got to go over them here. One, this is crazy, TJ. Um and part of me, if, if I say his name wrong, on one end, I don't care if I do, but if it's all respect, i got to do it. Kim Jong, the North Korean leader. Am I saying his name right? I always have an issue with his name. Yeah, I think you got it right. Kim Jong-un. Right. Yeah, so here's the thing. They, they're claiming, this is an article that came out in the Jerusalem Post. He borrowed an execution technique from a James Bond movie to rid himself of a top general. Get this, TJ. Um, in the movie, You Only Live Twice, Ernst Blofeld, the, the famous uh, villain to James Bond, had a trapdoor over a piranha-filled pool, which he would unleash the trapdoor, and the person he wanted to get rid of fell down into the piranha. Well, several British media outlets, including The Sun and The Star on Sunday, and again, I'm saying alleged because I can't say this for sure, are reporting over the weekend that one of North Korea's top generals suffered such a fate after displeasing Kim Jong and he was thrown into a piranha-filled pool after having his torso and arms slashed with knives. See, that's the thing. A lot of people don't know this, and I, I, I watched this uh, on an episode of Mythbusters. Uh, getting thrown into a pool with piranhas, it's fine, unless you're bleeding. Yeah, if, like if you, a shark. They right, go right, for it. right. Well, a shark might try to take a nibble at you just because... It doesn't know what you are. Like, we've talked about that. Like, a lot of shark attacks are sharks just trying to get a taste of, like, what you are. Um, piranhas will have nothing to do with you unless you're bleeding, and then you're in trouble. Well, that being the case, horrible way to go, isn't it? I I, I don't know. There, there would be many other ways I'd rather go than that. Yeah, uh, I, would too. I would too. Terrible, but terrible situation if that's the case. That's the case. I really can't comment on it before that. But uh, supposedly the, the guy that was put to death was arranging, it says here, a coup, a potential coup. So we'll see what happens there. Or what is it, you know, we'll see how that comes out if anything else is said. Listen, that wildfire that was California's largest wildfire in history, right? They figured out how it started, TJ. This is crazy. It was the largest wildfire in California history in terms of the acres burned. Right, destroyed they, cities. Destroyed cities. They claim it was caused by a spark or a hot metal fragment that came from a hammer that was driving a metal stake into the ground. 
Is that what? crazy? What? It cost 410,000 acres burned, 280 structures. One firefighter died and three firefighters were injured seriously. A spark. Oh, my god! Hammering it. I, that's crazy. I mean, how many times have you seen sparks fly? They're normally extinguished before they hit the ground. You know what I mean? It's not. Wow. That's that's. Bonkers. Yeah. And it, did it like simmer? Did somebody see it burn? How did it spread so fast? What blows me away is that when 400 plus thousand acres burn and then go back to the hot point where it started and figure that out. Wow. Talk about forensics at its best, if that's what the term is used to figure out who's ever doing that. And it's, it's amazing. Amazing. But that's it. Wow. Now, I mean, Eddie, how guilty does that guy with the hammer feel? You know what I mean? Like that, that guy's got to feel bad, even though it's really not his fault, but it is, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, Bruce, it's, it's that's like, it, tough. It's like, God forbid, hitting somebody with your car when you didn't mean to. I mean, how do you, how do you ever forget something like that? Right. You know, not, Whether what, it's your oh. fault or not, just the reconciliation with your own self. Terrible. Yeah, terrible. Lorenzo Fertitta is back in the news, potential. Um, TMZ put out a, a story and, and uh, Dana White was backing it up. Even though there's no teams available right now, but I know Lorenzo loves football. His son's a big player. Dana White's son is uh, doing very well in football. Lorenzo wants to buy an NFL team. He's announced he's totally on the market to buy an NFL team. The thing is, is no NFL teams are up for sale. It, it's and so crazy to me that he doesn't own an interest in the Raiders with them moving to Vegas. Like, I'm surprised that they – I mean, we were talking about with Conor McGregor getting shares and whatnot. Like, it, it would be good for that team, I think, if Lorenzo Fertitta owned an interest because he's, you know, so much Vegas. You know, he's, he's tied in with that community so much that it would probably be in their best interest to have him aboard their team uh, as an owner. But uh, I don't know. It'd be weird if, if Lorenzo Fertitta owned a, a team that wasn't based in Las Vegas. Agreed. But he's, he stated, if this article is correct, that it doesn't matter to him what team he gets. He would just like to own a team. Would he have to he divest did. in all the casinos, though? Would he have to sell the, the station casinos and all of that? Well, I was always on the understanding that as a casino owner, you can't get cleared to own an NFL team. Right. Maybe that's changed now. I don't know. but I it, don't know. It, it, it seems like that would be something he'd have to change all of his focus on. You know what I mean? He'd have to get rid of uh, the casinos and anything tied into gambling to be part of uh, a team like that. But I don't know. Well, We'll see, but Dana White has openly stated he'd love to be his partner. God knows they both have the money to make it happen. So, um, who knows? Who knows? We'll see. I say I've said Expansion we'll see team. like a few times in the last five minutes. But these 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 articles we're discussing are you know are interesting. But I would love to see Lorenzo on a football team because I think Lorenzo is a very fine businessman, and I think he manages businesses very very well. I, I, I think it'd be great. Aside from the fact that I'd like to go announce on the fifty yard line. That's the real. That's the real part of the issue right there, Bob. <laughs> That's part of it. It's part of it. TJ, a little disturbing, but the world's largest ice shelf is melting at a ridiculously high rate. Right. Ten times, ten times faster yeah. than the average overall ice shelf due to the warming surface water. And this is under a new report. This is bad, TJ. This is not good. No, really not good. I don't know. Uh, I mean, the, the debate about climate change and if we have anything to do with it, that's neither here nor there, okay? I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that climate change is happening uh, as a result to what? I'll leave that up for our listeners to debate with one another. But uh, this is melting. This is a problem. We need to do something. I don't know what that is, but 
uh, clearly we, we, we're in trouble. We're in trouble, Buff. We're in trouble. Well, we're in trouble because when they melt, it raises the level of the water. And this ice shelf, which is actually about the size of France, is known to stabilize, as a claim, to stabilize the West Antarctic ice sheet and blocks ice that flows into it right. from some of the world's largest glaciers. So should it weaken, it could significantly increase the risk of instability in surrounding glaciers, including ones that are even 500 miles away, which can lead to rising right. sea levels of several meters or more, which is really bad for certain geographical areas in that zone. Yeah. You know, That's, if you... Uh, if you live in Vegas, maybe it'll be beachfront property before too long. I mean, I'm, I'm joking and being glib here, but th that's the real issue here, Buff, is, is our coastlines are going to go away or change as we know it if this stuff keeps happening. Will it happen in, the, in our lifetime? No, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be paying attention to it. I, I agree. I agree. Another thing we are paying attention to because in the news all the time is the value of CBDs and other things that are coming out of the marijuana hemp plant. Now, this comes from Gary Randall, who was on the show you know, earlier with us. He is the owner of socialunderground.com, which I encourage everybody to go to because their stories there are a lot different in many cases than what you read normally on the news. But one thing they're talking about here is that now they're, now they're finding results that marijuana is also a cure for brain aging. Really? I, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing well, what they're finding in this plant. Th th that doesn't surprise me because think about this. They say the average human being uses what, like ten percent of their brain? I think it's five. Okay, five percent. Maybe, maybe the elite use ten. Uh, but thank you. But with that said, <laughs> with that said, Buff, like marijuana is a stimulant to your brain. You know what I mean? And it, it causes you to, uh, you know, think and process things differently. That doesn't really surprise me if. You know, we don't use our brains, you know, all that much, you know, according to the, really the power and the capabilities. If you're taking a, a drug that has some psychoactive elements, uh, you know, what's the old saying? If you don't use it, you lose it. Maybe the brain, if you stimulate it with, with a substance like that, it, it's used a little bit differently and uh, causes it to, to age less. Well, it's causing, as a result of this fine, basically the research discovered this process called neurogenesis. And it occurs by which cannabinoids cause new brain cells to grow, right? So now, because of this and other things that have come up in the past, there, there's a lot of research that is progressing in cannabis research. And like the University of Bonn, um, researchers have restored the memory performance of mice at a juvenile stage, you know, which is what a lot of tests are done on, which is mice. So we'll see how this progresses this, this is interesting amazing. yeah because yeah. like for, for my entire life i've always been told that marijuana makes you have short-term memory loss and things like that and, yeah. and now we're saying that it, it uh, almost uh, rejuvenates the brain that's that's gnarly well they want to find out and one last note on this basically they want to know if thc which is the the element in marijuana that causes the the high effect reverses aging in the human brain and if it can increase cognitive activity so Basically, they're saying the, the mitochondria in the brain maintain proper cell function because they're the powerhouses of energy, and the cannabinoids supercharge the mitochondria. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm saying that a lot because a lot of these articles, we have to see how they progress. And another last thing out of Social Underground is they talked about this, but Ben and Jerry's, they're, they're releasing CBD-infused ice cream. Yeah, no, no shock there. I mean, we've been talking about them getting ready to do things like that for, for honestly, years, and... Uh... I'm surprised that they don't have THC infused ice cream yet. Uh, when the laws change, they probably will. 
just like the CBDs on the market that do not carry THC. When the laws change in certain areas and it's already being marketed in certain products, there are CBDs out there that contain THC, which work even better, they claim, than just the standard CBD products, which work great as the, by themselves, as we've discussed on the show. While we're on this run of health, this bothers me now because I don't eat meat as a rule, you know, maybe once, twice a year. I do eat a lot of chicken. I do eat a lot of, you know, fish, of course. White meat, now they're saying, is just as bad for you as red beef when it comes to your cholesterol level. Why are we finding all these things out later? It seems to keep changing. When I was a kid, eggs were terrible, and then eggs were great, and now only the egg whites are good. Like this, this stuff constantly changes. And again, back to what we've always said, Bruce, moderation is key. Moderation, moderation of everything is key. Well, they're coming out with more information. Kristen, just when she came in the office this morning, was telling about an article she just read that she's sending to me. Enough more came out about eggs, that they're just bad for you. That's I, I can't stop eating eggs. I can lower it down, but I love How are they bad for you? Like, this is what I don't understand. Like, the, the nutritional content of food is not hard to figure out. One second it's bad. The next second it's good. It's all about what you do in your diet. If you eat a lot of things that are high in cholesterol – and then we find out that a food that we didn't think was high in cholesterol or, or contributed to bad cholesterol or whatever, you're eating that mixed with everything else. Yeah, it's bad. But if you don't eat any like high in cholesterol foods and you eat something that is higher in cholesterol, but there's a lot of healthy effects with it as well, not that bad. Like, let's just not send everyone into hysteria because I feel like that's the, the issue. Uh, research comes out. We throw it in your face. Look, if you eat this every day, you're going to die. Yeah, and if I eat a bunch of everything else every day, I'm going to die. But if I only eat that in moderation, I'm fine. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm getting a little sick of it. One day it's good. One day it's bad. You know what? I'll keep doing what I've been doing because I've been doing it for 62 years. And I think I'm doing something kind of right. I can always do better, but I think I'm doing something kind of right. Buff, I know a lot of 62-year-olds that can't even walk, you know what I mean, let alone travel. So uh, a lot of it, I think, has to do with genetics. A lot of it has to do... Most of it has to do with how you take care of yourself. Uh, but, you know, just be thankful for every day that is a good day. And uh, don't get caught up too much in how people sh- tell you you should be living your life. As long as you're happy and you're healthy and you're comfortable, uh, keep doing you. Absolutely. And speaking of keeping me, um, in Florida, this person is going to keep being themselves. A homeowner woke up to something very, very scary. Okay. She thought somebody had broken into her house, right? She's 77 years old. Name is Mary Wishhusen. Okay. She woke up around 3.30 a.m. to the sound of a large crash um, in her Clearwater, Florida home. She went to investigate in her home. And what did she come face to face with in her kitchen? An 11-foot alligator broke into her house. It was in her kitchen. (laughs) She walked in her kitchen. There's an 11-foot alligator. That's what was causing the crash. How would you feel about that one, TJ? Uh, yeah, that, I mean, I don't know. That's terrifying. Yeah, 11 feet. That's crazy. I'd move. Seriously, <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Uh, you need to get, like, a guard dog or something. Listen, I walk around my house, find occasional black widow spider, you know, which I've learned to, to deal with. I don't know if I could deal with the fact that an alligator got in my house wondering when the hell's the next time an alligator's going to get in my house, especially if I had children, you know? yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't have a doggy door. I tell you that. Tell you that. That's for sure. Okay. On a last note here, do you have one of those calculators? You know, I get that on the internet when I give you this. So like what money was worth back in the fifties versus yeah, the I dollars. Mean, I don't have one, but the internet has the inflation calculator for sure. 
I see if you can find it while I just go through the story real quick. If you can, if you can't, no problem. All right. In 1957, Mickey Mantle signed a contract with the New York Yankees. Okay. That contract has now hit the auction block. It is expected that that contract will probably fetch over $40,000, that piece of paper. Okay, okay? so what, what year was the contract? In 1957. 1957. Now, How much was it? The contract for Mickey Mantle then was $60,000 a year. Okay. That That's after he won the Triple Crown with 52 home runs, 130 RBIs, and a 353 batting average. Okay, so you want to know the money that that contract would be worth in today's it, dollars? Right. Before you do that, I want to give one one uh, um, thing here. If that seems low, it's because it is, by that standards, for a similar season in 2014, Giancarlo Stanton signed a 13-year, $325 million deal worth $25 million a year. Okay, what's 60000 a year worth today? 60000 in 1957, in today's terms, would be worth $545,654.09 with an inflation percentage of 809.4%. Well, that you might think that Mickey Mantle was severely underpaid by today's standards, but we got to weigh in the fact that TV, all the revenue streams that go into these baseball teams allow them to pay a lot more money to players today. But one of the greatest baseball players ever, making 60000 which a half million a year was is great money, but not, not, not the kind of money to no, say, not no. like it is today. Uh, a half a million a year... I don't believe is even the the minimum salary for that of a professional baseball player today. But I think the I think the best way to understand again, like I just said, is the the revenue streams that the teams experience, the, the huge amounts of money they're getting from TV and and all that. That all plays into this. Yeah, let me see here what the minimum salary is. Uh, minimum salary in baseball. Actually, interesting. Minimum salary in baseball uh, is five hundred fifty thousand dollars. Mm. So, yeah, uh, Mickey Mantle back then was was in today's terms making the minimum salary. That's gone up quite a bit because I think the minimum salary like 10 years ago is about a quarter million. So it's gone up quite a bit. Right. And I mean, if you look at, you know, most prices and things, pretty much everything has gone up about 100 percent in the last 20 years. So, yeah. Oh, easily, if not more. Yeah. My gosh. Crazy. All right, everybody. Um, went through a variety of subjects today. We have a bit of a short show. I've got to run to a meeting. Uh, TJ, I know you're busy as hell today. And uh, we'll be back next week with a very special guest. TJ, anything special to tell everybody before we sign off? Uh, I mean, uh, I was, uh, let's see here. Last weekend, Invicta FC. Go watch it. Archive, UFC Fight Pass. Fun fight there. Uh, and then this weekend, I will be uh, down in Pensacola calling a, a combat sports card that features boxing, uh, MMA and grappling, and in the main event, Jorge Masvidal meets Anthony Showtime Pettis in a jiu-jitsu match. So uh, check that out. Uh, I think it's called RULive.com is uh, the service that's airing it. So uh, yeah, be doing that. Very cool. You mentioned that last week, and like I said, I, that's that's one show I wish I was announcing. I'd love to watch that. Um, I'll certainly catch the video after it's over. Have a great time at that event, TJ. Everybody. I'm uh, off UFC for two or three weeks. I will not be in Greenville, South Carolina. That's uh, a very exciting show coming up there. Enjoy it. That's, of course, not for a couple weeks. We'll talk about that a little bit next week. I will be back next week with a new guest, and I want everybody to have a great week. I'm certainly going to do the same. Treat everybody around you with respect. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Be a role model to your sphere of influence. Set your goals. Write them down. Learn everything you can about them so when you step on that path, 
you do the best job you can and be the best you can be. Because if you're doing that, then you're winning. And that's what we talk about on, US, on UFC, as we talk about on It's Time and UFC. Be a winner, folks. Be happy. Be the best you can be. And I'll talk to you next week. Buffer out. The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to DeSantisProd at gmail.com. The world has changed, and Microsoft Teams is there to help us stay connected. Teams is the safe and secure way to chat, meet, call, and collaborate. To learn more, visit Microsoft.com slash Teams. The world has changed, and Microsoft Teams is there to help us stay connected. Teams is the safe and secure way to chat, meet, call, and collaborate. To learn more, visit Microsoft.com slash Teams.